don't want to think what they think is small. And it's not small. That's the reality. Um, I have no interest. I, my goals are not $3 million in a year. They're just not. Welcome to the e-commerce momentum podcast, where we focus on the people, the products, and the process of e-commerce selling today. Here's your host, Steven Peterson. If you're ready to set up a strong, reliable accounting system, one that's a real strong foundation for your business, well, we think we have the answer for you. If this is from Accounting We Will Go, you're here listening to us on this podcast. We set up a course, and it's called Amazon Accounting Simplified. Yep, simple. And we only say Amazon, yet it's really all across e-commerce. We're talking about integrating QuickBooks into your existing or new e-commerce business. And new is great because you could set it up right that way. But but if you have an existing business, how do you integrate? How do you get um, QuickBooks online specifically? How do you get set up in there? Well, we have modules. There's over 48 modules that will walk you through each one of those steps. We're going to talk about cost of goods. Not even talk about it. We're going to dive in, parse it, peel it back, and help you understand what it takes. How about chart of accounts? Setting up the right accounts, ones that you can use to make decisions. We've had hundreds of clients, and we come up what we see it have seen as the best practice, and I think that's going to be the best thing for you. Reconciling 1099s from PayPal and Amazon, good luck. Challenging. Well, we're going to, we have modules, unique modules for each of those because they are unique. And so vendor management, accounting for Amazon loans, it goes on and on. I'm just skimming the top. There's 48-plus modules, and more will be added over time. It's going to help you get, up, get set up or get caught up with strong foundational accounting books. Um, We use it to help make decisions. We use it to help predict cash and cash pinch points, which you're going to have. If you're buying inventory and you're waiting to get paid for it, you're going to run out of cash at some point. Wouldn't it be great to know? It's not great that it happens, but it's great to know when it's going to happen. So you can plan for it. You can make different decisions based on real solid information, historical information that you keep building. Best part about QuickBooks Online is our CPA signs right in and does his tax voodoo right through the system. And so I don't have to hump it over there and we can get a little better rate by doing that. So how do you find out more about it? And again, you should look into it. amzaccountingsimplified.com forward slash podcast. I'll say it again. amzaccountingsimplified.com forward slash podcast. Check out all the different modules. Check out what you can do if you really want to get your house in order. If you're really looking to get that building block established and then locked in place and then you can build from there then we recommend the course welcome back to the e-commerce momentum podcast this is episode 390 christian zaran okay very very cool story okay so i'm going to lead you there first 2.3 million or going to be 2.5 million in sales this year none of it on amazon none of it on ebay all driven through his effort and his team now he's smart enough to hire a team um, all the effort that they give, um, and it's an enormous amount of effort. I mean, we're talking hundreds and hundreds of videos, um, mostly on YouTube, Instagram, um, and some Facebook. Um, huge amount of effort. But when you see those kind of rewards, he's not paying all those fees to the third party. He's paying his fees to his staff. He's paying his fees to people he clearly cares about, and they offer value to each other. This is somebody who's figured out, oh, by the way, he's 24 years old. And so his website is called Theo and Harris, Theo, A-N-D, Harris.com. Check it out before you listen. And I was perusing it while I was listening, and I just think it really adds something to it because when you watch some of his videos, you'll see him tell the story of these watches or tell the connections. That's 
that's what it is. And so he gets some very, very sound advice. Um, and he, uh, he has a company that does some marketing for others. And if that's something that you're interested in, reach out to him. He gives his contact information at the end. But I just think that this is such a powerful message at a time that people are building brands. This is the effort it's going to take. He tells you 300 videos you got to put in. That's when you can measure yourself to see if you're successful. Let's get into the podcast. All right, welcome back to the E-Commerce Momentum Podcast. Very excited about today's guest because while he's less than half my age, um, the three specific things that led me to bring him on, I'm so interested in, and I think so many people are interested in, and he's an expert at it at 24 years old. Kristen Zavron. Welcome, Kristen. Thanks so much for having me on. You know, it's funny when I looked at, you know, your profile and I looked at the three topics that, you know, the PR person sent me, I thought to myself, you know, what could he offer? And then I go and I go through the rabbit trail of starting to watch your stuff. And I'm like, oh, uh-huh. my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Uh-huh. How can this young person know this much and be so advanced? Um, and so so I think there's a lot of value you can offer my listener. Most of my listeners are sellers that sell on Amazon or eBay. Um, mm-hmm. And they've been selling for a while. They reach challenges. And a lot of it is that they're using someone else's channel to sell their products. And so therefore they're at the mercy of that company and they change their algorithm. And then everybody's trying to trick the algorithm, especially on Amazon, right? Everybody's tricking the algorithm, right? Or on eBay, if you stop it after six days, and then if you launch it at Sunday at 2 PM, you know, that whole thing. And they're, it's, they're fighting a a losing battle, quite frankly. And I don't believe, correct me if I'm wrong, your stuff that you sell, which is to, 2.3 2.3 million. Um, none of it's on Amazon or eBay. Am I correct? None of it. None of it. Okay. So I want people to hear that up front. And that's what we're going to talk about, that this is possible today. And you, you, you know, this isn't, you know, your, your grandfather, great, great grandfather's business that you inherited that has this retail location that has, you know, stood the t- test of time either. Correct. No, no. I started the company in college just uh, just four years ago. Okay, so that's the perspective for everyone. And so I want to I want us to start back at that beginning of why watches, Christian. Why you're dude, you're a young guy. Uh, I, I, it was one of those. It, it was it, it, watches became kind of popular. Uh, when I say popular, I use that word very generously. I mean they became mildly popular, or there was an increase in popularity in watches um, when I was. Um, basically a senior in high school. Um, a couple of like kind of celebrities are getting into it. John Mayer was getting into it. So while certainly not a big hobby by any means, more people had heard about it. Um, so I you know, immediately kind of looked into it and started reading. I was fascinated by the history. I was fascinated by the marketing and all these, all this stuff. And, and it, it took about a year. And, and all of a sudden I realized like, wow, I don't think I've ever read this much about anything ever. I don't think I've ever been as excited about anything ever, but I'm a hobbyist, right? Uh, so, so a little while after, I hadn't worked. I, I wasn't working at the time. I was a senior in high school or a freshman in college. And, and my mom just on a you know, random Wednesday after I was kind of let go by these two jobs in two minutes. I mean, mm-hmm. together I worked like 21 hours at these, you know, at these jobs, you know, uh, together. So uh, she says, listen, you got to figure something out. I don't know. I don't know what you need to do, but you've got to figure something out. And I was like, what if, what if watches – She's like, what, what, that's not even a sentence. What do you, what do you mean? And I said, I, th- I think that if I followed something I was interested in, I think, and I haven't demonstrated this yet, but I think I will be 
successful. I think I'll be able to turn a profit and it's on my terms and I'll be happy. So she said, okay, well then, then go ahead and do it. And I said, well, I need, I need money. So she said, well, you know, I have a, a childhood savings account of yours, um, that we've deposited all, you know, grandma and grandpa's like birthday gifts or cousins, birthday gifts, whatever it was. It ended up being over the course of, you know, 20 years, uh, it's it, 19 years ended up being like $9,600 or something. Um, so, so it was allotted for my college fund and then I ended up getting a scholarship. So it was, it was my money. They were allowing me to use it for watches. Uh, so I spent basically every dollar I had on inventory to build a watch shop that had no traction, that no one knew about, that no one cared about, and in really by no means was our concept unique. And that's how it all began. Well, I mean, you know, I get why you chose watches. It's something you're interested in. But what gave you the knowledge um, that, you know, if you create this business um, that that it'll work. I mean, I guess, you know, where's that confidence come from? I, I, because it's, it's you know, odd to me that I'm sitting here listening to you because, you know, most people would gravitate towards a third party market. I mean, that's what most people would gravitate. I'll sell them on Amazon. Yeah. I've sold watches on Amazon or sell them on eBay when they don't sell on Amazon. Right. Yeah, I mean, truthfully, as a as a kind of a, a third party in the watch community, I had seen that other people were doing this. Um, again, it was not an uncommon concept. There were a couple of players that were making a lot of money, and I said, I don't know much, but I don't think that these men are smarter than I am. I just I just don't. I I think that they are very average dudes that um, that are buying and selling watches. How hard could this be? You know. Yeah. That being said. I, I always had a kind of proclivity toward uh, toward entrepreneurship, entrepreneurship, toward kind of building a business. I'd never really done it before, like building a brand. Um, but uh, but I had always kind of had a knack uh, for you know theorizing how I would go straight to market and straight to consumers through my own mediums. Yeah, you know, I put up like business plans when I was a little kid for mm, you know for uh, you're for, a nerd. for you're a nerd for nerd. Yeah, I, for like Dutch. Uh, what was it? Was it was it was a Dutch fast food chain that I saw on vacation one time. I came back home and made like a business plan, and my dad. I was like, that's all fun and that's great. I'm really impressed because I also don't have the money that you said in your PowerPoint that you need. And I was like, what do you mean you don't have the money? He goes, that's a lot of money. I don't have it. So I was like, okay, like this is weird. You know, you're a kid. You, you don't know that, you know, $3 million at that point was a lot of money. I was like, I'm 11. I don't know. Isn't that what, I, you know, doesn't anyone have that? Doesn't everyone have that? So I always kind of wanted to do something like that. Well, it's just funny. Everybody else is, wait, he was 11 making PowerPoint presentations. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Very interesting. All right. So were your parents, grandparents, entrepreneurs? I mean, where does that edge come my, from? My dad isn't. My dad's uh, my dad's in pharmaceuticals, wonderful guy, super hard worker, but not an entrepreneur. He could have been. He just never did it. Um, uh, but everyone else in my family is. Everyone okay. else in my family is self-employed. Um, we have, you know, uh, some, you know, very middle class people. And we have some very rich people. Uh, it, it, both you kind of work in the same industries. If you can own a dry cleaners and, and become a multimillionaire, you know, uh, it's, it's, it's amazing. So I, I don't have anyone in my family that was highly educated or, or really even educated. Um, but, uh, but I had some, you know, people that knew how to move and shake. And so you saw your dad working a job, right? And working probably long hours, especially in that kind of business. Um, and then you saw this other side. And so you, 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 that was attractive to you. You gravitated that way. 
Yeah, the truth is, I, I, you know, the the people that you know, my dad was, com, you know, competing against in the industry, um, you know, they were they were like, you know, second, third generation, highly educated mm. people, real Americans. Uh, when I say that, you know, not that we're any less American, but you know, we're more immigrant. You know, we were more like, you know, Brooklyn, just less, um, just less clean. It was, it's like, you know, it, it was like a old Woody, kind of Woody Allen. I don't know if you're a Woody Allen fan, but like his concept of Americanism, right? We were like these. You know, like uh, people in Brooklyn that had dry cleaners, you know what I mean? Or like, oh, drove a cab. Those are kids, they went to Penn. Their dads went to Penn. Their aunt went to Penn. Everyone went to Penn and Harvard and Yale. So I never felt like I could compete in those, in those you know, lines of work because I just thought that, you know, I, I was just, I was just so beat, you know, I was just, it was, I had no shot at succeeding in an, in a place that values, you know, those things. So I had to kind of compete independently. You know, I'm sitting here listening to this and I'm thinking about, you know, younger people coming up and trying to figure this out. And again, most of them gravitate towards those third party channels and, and use other, they, they don't build that brand. They kind of miss it. They make money, but they're not building something for the long term. Did you think it would last this You're four years in? Did you think it would last this long? You know what's funny? I, uh, I I didn't I didn't know I didn't mm. know if it would last this long. I remember I had a little notebook, a little moleskin notebook that I, I would write down like these like numbers projections, and they were entirely made up. It was it was gibberish. It was nonsense. But the idea was if I could get, and I knew that the average college graduate made between you know not not over the course of the country, but in my area, if you graduated from college, you made between fifty and sixty five, maybe seventy thousand dollars. So I said to myself, if I can make sixty five thousand dollars. Um, doing this, then I will be happy because for whatever I'm lacking in, 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 you know, between being 65 and being a hundred, which are some of the anomaly kids, um, I'll just, I'll have happiness, right? I'll, I'll, I'll be independent. I'll have my own thing. I'm cool. So I used to just like reverse engineer in gibberish math, how to get to 65 grand. And, uh, that, that was just all I thought about. And then, you know, we, we, you know, eclipse that and, and, uh, and all that. But, uh, but I just remember like thinking, I don't know what's going to happen in four years, but if I can get to this, I think I'm going to be happy. I think life's going to be good. That realistic goal, that's rare. Cause most people are like, Hey, you know, Steve, I need to make a million bucks. All right. And we right. get these, I get these comments all the time. I need to make six figures and I need to make it in yeah. three weeks. Can yeah. You it, help it cracks me, me up. I, I hate it so much. Then I love Seton Hall. And, uh, you know, I hear these people's business ideas and they want to be a billionaire. Everyone wants to be a billionaire. Everyone wants to be a billionaire. Everyone wants to be, you know, they want to make $5 million, $10 million, $15 million. And I always kind of said, and maybe it's because I come from a kind of a family and environment that, you know, uh, you just, you owned a good, a good business and, and eventually maybe you made some money. Um, I, I, I never wanted to make 10 or $15 million in a year. It was never in the realm of what I wanted to do, but I'd rather be like real kind of rich than a fake billionaire. You know what I mean? Like if you, if you can manage to make as you know, half a million dollars, $200,000, 600,000. And that, that underwhelms a lot of entrepreneurs my age. Like, Oh, I don't want to make half a million dollars. I'm like, Oh yeah, well you don't actually know what that's like. It's actually incredible. You know what I mean? They, they, they just don't, they don't want to think what they think is small and it's not small. That's the reality. Um, I have no interest. I, my goals are not $3 million in a year. They're just not. The trade-offs for that would cost you, I don't know if you're married yet, but those trade-offs, uh, you know, lots of people chasing that and then they're lonely and they, you know, they have no life. They haven't designed yeah. that life. Okay. Yeah. So you've, you've built a, a very significant business and we're going to get into that. But 
a couple couple milestones, right? So you are self-proclaimed watch watch geek. I mean, I heard that yes. when I watched I watched yep. some of your videos. You're self-proclaimed, yep. but you have had. Let me see if I get this number right. Um, oh, yeah, well, you have sixty-seven thousand subscribers to your YouTube channel. Yeah, I mean that's sixty-seven thousand people that are watch geeks. I mean, yeah, did, yeah. Uh, who would now uh, the rest of the people listening to it? Cause I'll, I'll, I'll have this conversation with other people who listen to this and they're going to be like, no way. I'm like, who else is interested in watches? Right. And there's, there's probably a few listeners, but I guess I didn't realize on how significant this group of, uh, this, 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 uh, you know, community, guess, community. Yeah, community, I guess that, that's a great word. This community is would you say that that exists in all markets when you when you think about because you see a lot of merchandise and you sell some other stuff too? But have you seen that in multiple markets? I mean, I want a lesson here for somebody. Yeah, I mean, I think it's really interesting. What what was made and sixty seven thousand followers. It, it's a, it's a lot for what it is, but in other markets, it's very small, right? Makeup, mm. um, uh, sports videos, food videos. That's those are things that everyone's interested in, and and people are discouraged to get into the comparably smaller markets. But my message has been to to entrepreneurs, you know, listen, even a relatively small market like watches, right? When you compare it to the bigger things, um, there are still tens of thousands of people out there that that can get behind you and, and this thing you're building, and it can make an incredible life, a remarkable life in watches specifically because of the kind of high you know monetary value each of these potential clients has. Um, you know that that's remarkable. We talk about a makeup business. What could it, what could a client be worth to you? Maybe a client to you in a makeup business is worth somewhere between ten and fifty dollars on average. Right, maybe five and, and forty dollars on average. You know, with a watch client, my average ticket I think is twenty six hundred dollars. <laughs> you know, so I don't need that many clients to, to pull in three million dollars. You know, when people are like, Oh, well, what are you projecting for this year? I'm like, I, I don't even I don't know, two and a half, three million dollars. Like, well, that's a big difference. I said, Not really. We could do three hundred thousand dollars in December. Like, I don't know. Like, what's you know, what am I gonna make up a number and say, Oh, this year we're gonna hit three million? I don't I, I you can have three great months that could pull in a million dollars. I you just don't know. You know, it's not as predictable. Do you think you would have failed had you said a goal, I wanna sell a million dollars in watches, Steve? That's my goal. I gotta sell a million dollars, as opposed to the sixty I wanna make sixty five grand. And so then yeah. that way I can and not have to go work for somebody else. Do you think you would have been successful? I, I think I would have been I think I would have gotten depressed yeah. in my comparable level. I keep them real. I keep their 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 solid goals, their strong goals. But that being said, you know they're achievable. So I do get some satisfaction of, yep, it worked. Like go outside, have a glass of prosecco, and enjoy the fact that it worked and you did it. Other, you know, otherwise, you're just a you're just a you know miserable a miserable person, you know. Yeah, I, I, I think there's a, a great lesson here, that perspective. And again, you know, and I, I, I say this when I have a younger person on, at 24, year old, 24 years old, your parents are very proud of you. For you to have this perspective, so rare. So yeah, I think I think that's what my parents are more proud of than anything. And you know, obviously, my business is is great, and they they're really proud of that. But you know, I really just try to you know, uh, they just never talked to me like I was a kid. None of my family did. My family's really old. Like my family, I didn't really have any cousins my age. My youngest my youngest cousin um, was I guess thirty two right now. So and I'm just ten to, to nine years older than I am. So I only ever spoke to adults growing up. So I've tried to listen as opposed to you know reject. 
which a lot of my friends did. All my friends thought that adults were stupid, you know? And I was here. I was like, nah, I think you're wrong. I think like your mom's probably pretty right. Like, you're, you know what I mean? Mm. And then, and then, and then buck what it matters. You know, my mom wanted to kill me when I didn't go to law school. I mean, she absolutely wanted me emancipated, wanted to frighten me into, you know, doing something I didn't want to do. And that was like the first time in my life that I bucked. I never bucked for no reason. I bucked for a reason. So, why YouTube? Why did you think, I mean, because, you know, you decided, hey, I got this almost 10 grand. I'm going to buy some watches. I'm clearly in this community and I'm interested. I, I meet a lot of other people that are doing it. They're successfully flipping watches. That's really what it is, right? Buying low, selling higher, right? Making the, the difference on the, uh, uh, on the, uh, the VIG, I guess I call it. Yeah. And so, so you're trying that and then you're saying, okay, how am I going to get an audience? Was it instant for you, YouTube? You know what? No. You know what's so, what's so everyone thinks that everyone thinks it was, but that's so not the truth. What happened? We, we were investing in content. We we knew that we knew that content on Instagram would help sell watches. That's what the other models were doing, right? That was just copycatting. We also knew that if we created some level of authority in the business on a content end, that we would eventually be able to monetize through advertising, which we do now. But we we skip we skip this important kind of like you know this this. Uh, step stepping stone. What we didn't think of was was video content, right? We weren't doing it. We were writing articles. I was slaving away at a freaking computer keyboard, like writing articles, like a nut, total moron, wasting my time basically because no one was really reading them because you know articles. I mean, it's just not. It's it's in my space. It wasn't being different, um, and and I wasn't the best at it. So that's it. So one day I'm having a drink with my dad in the kitchen. Again, my dad, you know, was 50 at the time. So, uh, so not by no means old, but he's not the, you know, uh, the millennial that you would think. And, and he looks at me, he goes, why are you writing articles? Like go on the camera. Like you're always talking about Gary V. Meanwhile, do you even listen to him? Mm. Like if you met Gary V right now, he'd tell you to be in video, cut it out with this stupid writing crap. And, uh, and literally the next day I said, okay, cool. Like we're going to it. we're making a, you know, we're making an, uh, a YouTube done. Let's do it. When uh, that advice is so sound, um, uncomfortable, you could hide behind the written word, right? That's easy. Getting yourself out there on video, you look like a fool, right? Everybody thinks they do. And then you, you wonder, is anybody, and you get all the trolls and all the negative comments. But you're doing something a little different because your content is truly is sales driven. I mean, it really is, right? I mean, it's, yep. there is a, a plan in essence. Now, it's not a hard sell. It's just like, hey, this is sexy. Here's why. Here's how you can use I mean, you're giving all the features and benefits without plugging it too hard. Um, right. That attractiveness, I mean, is that kind of where you saw it is what was attractive to you? So therefore, if you could communicate that effectively, that works? Yeah. I, I remember one time Gary Vaynerchuk said, uh, he said he would, he would take the uh, attention. That's what, that, that's, that was the game. Attention mm -hmm. was the game. And if you can own people's attention, then that's basically worth anything, any, uh, much more than any transaction you could possibly have with any one of those given people. So that was the goal. It was, how do I, how do I, you know, get everyone's attention, you know, obviously with a, in a positive way. And, uh, and of course, you know, try to sell things, but if I hard sell them, I'm not going to have their attention anymore. They're going to be disinterested. Because now they know they just come here to be sold. So it's you know, and and don't get me wrong, we've made a thousand mistakes. I've 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 sold too hard in the past, and I haven't sold hard enough, and our sales will always reflect that. You know, within two weeks, um, you know, all, I've made every mistake you could possibly make. Um, I've doubled down on things that we thought were going to be positive that weren't. Like you know, I've just made a thousand mistakes. Um, and it and it's an ever evolving you know uh, uh, strategy content. Um, but 
that's the key. It is evolving. Most of our competitors, those who have jumped on YouTube, most haven't, but those who have, they don't evolve. You can, you can not draw a line, you know, in their content where they had a shift in strategy because they just don't shift in strategy. You know, it's, it's, you know, it's very interesting. You've had some videos. I'm, I think the one, the highest one I've seen is 82,000 on one. Um, and I, I haven't gone back and uh, uh, seen it here, 75,000. Um, how many videos do you have? Let me ask that question. I think we have like 800 videos on YouTube. 800 videos in four years. I think so. In, uh, yeah, in like, in like three, a little, a little more than three years. We didn't start the YouTube till a little bit after. So it looks like you're putting out three a week. Is that correct? Uh, yes. Now we put out three. Uh, we were doing portfolio, but now we're at three. Okay. And so the thinking is, I mean, when you put out a video, does it almost uh, instantly create a sale? I mean, has, has that been your experience now? <laughs> Sometimes, you know, there, there was definitely something positive about those, you know, really hard sell videos because they did sell one watch. But then I looked at it. Okay, so what? I, ma I made 500 bucks. Fine. But did I lose people's attention? And that was the mm -hmm. big thing. Those really hard sell videos, they sold watches. They did. There's no doubt. They sold, they sold, they sold a lot of watches. Um, but we're, you know, I think we have our, our eye on the bigger prize now. So I'm okay if, if the sales, you know, aren't as aggressive always because we have bigger fish to fry. So this is a long game for you. So so let's let's teach people this because I'm thinking about you know somebody who sells uh, and, and mostly private label, not selling other people's stuff, but they're selling. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. Uh, I'm looking at my desk. I have a padlock here, right? So this is oh, it's a word lock padlock, right? So it's three combination text combination lock. So I'm taking it to the beach. So so something mm -hmm. like that. What would be your approach? How you would say that? So uh, Steve has his own. I have this great lock. Uh, Christian, it's it's an amazing it's amazing thing, and uh, how do, I want to sell it. So, what's my approach? What what would you suggest? I would one hundred percent, you know, suggest obviously multiple tactics. One, I, I definitely believe in creating your own content, figuring out, you know, how can I be associated with a larger conversation than padlocks and an entertaining as it is educational. Um, so, uh, what, what are padlocks about? The padlocks are about you know protecting things. So, in you know, in what instance can can you be associated with protection? It can even go further than padlocks. Um, you know, you can you know just as long as you're associated with that general idea. Um, you can sponsor content um, on other people's channels. Uh, again, it could be irrelevant. It can be it could be un disconnected content about you know a tie, and they can you, you could pay for your thirty second blurb. Um, or you 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 definitely should make it a point to you know become you know associated or be as close as you can to the. Harris. So, so you would reach out to Theo and Harris as a, as a media company. That's that's in part what, what we do now. Uh, and you would say, Hey, Christian, like you know, I'm I'm Jim. Um, could you hop on the phone for you know for 15 minutes? I have a padlock company. I'd love to give you money. Okay, sounds good. Let's talk. So we get on the phone, and, and Jim has to understand how how do I store watches? Is it important to store watches? Okay, insurance is really important. You could do a partnership with an insurance company. Well, how about you know how how do you store them? I store them at the bank, so it's kind of irrelevant to you. The bank has their own locks, but not everyone stores their watches at a bank. You know, maybe people want to store their watches in a in a safe at home. So, although I'm not going to go through all of this with my clients, with with the people that are watching my videos, I can absolutely you know bridge the gap there. You know, I can make it not jarring. You know, figuring it out with content creators. How do you connect your product to their message, even loosely? You know what I mean? Even if it's loose, it's still good. You're still getting exposure, and you're still, if your business is ecom, you are still moving locks. 
Um, and be entertaining, man. Like I, I don't really need to buy a lock from you right now, but, but if you entertain me, I might just be like, yeah, screw it. I'll, I'll buy a lock. Maybe I, maybe I need one for my, my kids. I, I, I don't know. Well, somebody else might say to you one day, you know, I'm looking for a lot. Oh, I know a guy. Right. I mean, I've yeah, seen you know, a guy. I yeah. Mean, yeah. You know, uh, you have to obviously make it clear through your messaging, all the multiple applications and remind me why I need a lock and when I need a lock. That's obvious. But, you know, the, the rest is really being kind of fun. I can't name one fun lock company. Actually, the only lock company I can name is Master Lock and right. Master Lock. And they're not fun. No. You know, it's totally boring. So do you make a better lock than Master Lock? Okay, you say you do, but do I believe you? I don't know. But you may entertain me more than they do. You know what I mean? And, and I'll associate you now with equal protection as well as, wow, that guy made me laugh. You know, look at Bird Dogs. Do you know, do you know Bird Dogs, the company? No, I do not. So Bird Dogs is a, is a company. They make like gym shorts and you can also wear outside. They went on Shark Tank. Um, you know, in their messaging, because they're so kind of, they're a little bit vulgar, um, they're very sophomoreish, you know, or sophomoric in many ways, that will limit them ultimately because a lot of people in certain demographics are turned off by that, you know, kind of foolish college humor. But their growth within the bases that they would be accepted by has just been so quick because people just cannot believe how funny this shorts company is. You know, Mark Cuban made a big statement about them that basically said, these guys are these guys are idiots, they're immature, and it, it, this company won't work because of that. They responded publicly, like, Mark Cuban can, you know, like, kiss my ass or like, you know, you know, just dirty things. And everyone else was like, holy crap, like, you know, this company's hysterical. Like, you know, or, 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 you know, Mark Cuban, you know, smells like grandma's feet. And everyone was like, wow, did, did a big company just say that Mark Cuban smells like grandma's feet? You know, it was just so stupid. Um, but they blew up like, like just wildfire. How many videos would it take? I mean, because I, I find this is that consistency is the key, right? You got to you got to if you say you're going to put out three videos a week, you better put out three videos a week. What's a yep. reasonable expectation? So I'm blowing up my lock company and I'm having some success and I'm thinking, OK, I'm going to put in the time. And I think Mike's my uh, uh, what I've seen in the past is people stop just before they're successful, right? They they oh, no, nothing's working, Christian. I mean, I've, I've done yep. 10 videos. What would yep. you say? If you if you genuinely believe in you know if you've really thought about it really thought not just not just on the way if you've really thought about it and you genuinely believe in your strategy and you know that you are open to re-strategizing just just period just don't give up period I mean ask for affirmation ask people what they think I mean and not just your mom and your dad I mean ask people who you know are successful you know their opinion encourage that honesty and if 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 you and people around you think that this is a you know this is a good idea. Just don't give up. Just keep trying tactics. It's going to work. Like, you know, don't be one of those American Idol people that gets up there and you're like, wow, no one told you you suck. <laughs> you know, that's bad, too. And I see it all the time. Um, but uh, but if, you, if you're really confident in your in your ability and your idea, I just just don't just don't. I mean, five, give it five years. Like, you know, it, it may be worth it. Yeah, I keep thinking in my episode 1000, I know it'll be better than episode 390, which is probably where right. you're at, right? I know it. So I'm going to, I'm looking out to that number. Um, I love the storytelling too. And I think that that's the other lesson. And I'm going to have links to all these things. Um, when you, when you go out there and you look at Christian stuff, listen to the story. Each one is kind of a story and that just didn't happen magically, right? That's how it kind of evolved over time. Mm-hmm. Exactly right. Love it. Love it. All right. So the next thing I love, right? So again, so what his advice is, um, you know, create a story, create the content, uh, make it a little salesy, but really tell a story and 
over consist, uh, consistently, and then you can drive traffic. You've earned the right, as Gary would say, right? You jab, 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 yep. jab, right hook, right? Yep. You've earned the right to be able to sell them something. Yep. But in your case, you're saying, look, I like selling the $10,000 Rolex versus the $1,115 Movado, right? Or the $300 yes. watches. Why is one easier? Because it is, it is a big question uh, for people. Should I go low or should I just sell on volume? Christian, I could sell a, $29 watches. I can sell a million you're, of them. You're absolutely right. And that's a really good question. And the truth is, I don't know the first thing about selling $29 watches. Hmm. So I can't tell you the hard parts. I can't tell you what's easy. Uh, maybe I'm wasting my time selling expensive watches and I could be making a lot more money a lot easier if I sold cheap watches. Um, I, I, I'm not going to sit here and, and, and tell you otherwise. Um, but I, I know what I know what we've done. You know, I, I know that every major relationship that I have uh, with clients and because of the nature of our products, our clients are very you know rich and important people. Um, and they're, th- th- these relationships are just uh, invaluable. Um, I know they wouldn't be interested or they wouldn't have heard the story. Or they wouldn't have cared to meet me if I was just selling twenty nine dollar watches. They just wouldn't. You know, they, they want to meet people and be associated with and around people who are doing something they're passionate about, who are building something that isn't, you know, that, that while maybe small at, at the time being is, is moving, right? It is evolving. Um, I, I can't tell you some of the friends that I've made, I haven't made too many friends, but the friends that I have made in this, in this business, um, you know, they're, they're just inc- captains of industry, people that I could never hold a candle to. And yet I get to bend their ear, you know, uh, five, six times a year over a couple glasses of wine, you know, and a dish of macaroni. Um, and it's all because they started off as someone looking to just kick back from work, relax, watch some watch content. That's what they're passionate about. And, um, and talk about meaningful things. You know, that's why I've introduced my family to the channel. Uh, my dad is in videos. My mom has been in videos, you know, my grandfather, even that's just because I, I, I want it to feel, you know, larger, you know, than just a company that sells watches. I have no interest in just selling watches. None. It's, and this is a generational thing. It's an experience thing. People want experiences. And I see it in my, my older son and his wife and our grandkids. They 100% everything. They don't want gifts. No more gifts. They want experiences and that relationship. And what you're describing, again, is a relationship. Again, at 24, you have figured this out. You did pay attention to those uh, seniors when they, were, when they were talking. Right. Uh, the other point that I like that you bring up is that, you know, let's just say you're working on a 20% margin. Uh, 20% of 300 bucks is, you know, not very much, but 20% of a $15,000 watch is material. And so you then have the ability to invest in others that help you. I think that's powerful. Yeah. And that's all I've, that's all I've ever done. I mean, you know, you, when I talk about the, 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 the tricks, right, the trick, the tricks doing what we've done, you know, I, 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 first of all, there are none. And the best advice I can give anybody is one, don't be like one of those American Idol people and two, hire people. That's it. Like, like reinvest in, in, in the people around you. You know, there are so many people out there that maybe the job that you think is maybe menial or stupid. There are people that could really use that money. Okay, that are smart, that are capable, that maybe instead of babysitting, they want to help you with your schedule. You know, there are so investing in the people around me has helped me so much. I can't even begin, you know, and and, you know, you have to understand who who you're dealing with, of course. But some people don't need to be great or the most reliable. I mean, some people don't need to be geniuses. You know, they're just they're really good at what they do. You know, uh, my my um, employee, number one, Anna, she's our director of content and advertising. 
Um, she, I happened to get lucky, right? She happened to be in the same college as I, as I was, um, you know, we happened to be classmates. Um, she happened to understand that, you know, it from day one, when there were no sales and they were cheap, crappy watches that one at one point in the future, Christian's going to make this a real thing. Little did she know it was largely because of, because of her work. Um, but I responded to her confidence, you know, reassured her constantly, you know, demonstrated that, that we were doing everything we could to get there. And she's one of the people that has just made this all possible. And it's all because, you know, I took a step back and said, how do I make this integral member of this team, you know, satisfied, feel happy with their work, feel proud of their work, you know, uh, the team around me, man, the team around me. Well, I think, uh, I, don't think that just magically happens. I mean, obviously, that's consistency again over time, right? This is right. This Definitely. is a four-year hockey stick, right? Exactly right. Four-year hockey stick, right? And that's yeah. the thing. Everybody wants to win immediately, and everybody expects. And you did say something else that's important: is you might the person you're hiring might not be the best at everything. No, that's good. They could, they could, they could, they, could, they don't need to, you know, they could be a, you know, a, if you want to like go by what most people think is successful, you know, and what's not, they could be a, a county college, you know, student. They could be someone that maybe has no idea where they're going to be in five years. Whereas you think you have a really good idea. They could be someone that doesn't really like that, you know, that doesn't really care about the things you care about or, or whatever it might be, but, but, and, and, and they're going to do the work that they've promised. It's, it could be an incredible investment mm. for the thousand dollars a month that their part-time work is, you know, is compensated or whatever it might be. You know, you don't even understand, I'm saying you, but people don't even understand what they can get back. It's, it's unbelievable. So let's talk about 1.8 million page views. I mean, this isn't like some little happenstance. I mean, like, oh, you know, Christian's got some little camera with him. He's just wandering around, you know, I don't know what he's doing. Who knows? We're talking right. material. I mean, there are companies that would die to get that many views on anything and they're spending yeah. fortunes yeah and 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 that being said it's still i mean we that we do a little we did a little over two million page views this, this past month um we did two point like four million minutes on on youtube um and and, and those numbers are great and wow. they're, they're they're great numbers i'm very proud of those numbers but what's so much more important is the value of each of those people it's it's incredible because we're so personal with them you know they unlike other companies and their relationships with their clients, I mean, they would really, really, really care if we stopped producing content tomorrow. I'm so proud about that. You know, no, that, that, Ooh, that's deep. Ooh, the fact that, that you care, that they care, that's yeah. real. Ooh, you give me the chills. All right. <laughs> so let me ask you this. What, what would you say, you know, your biggest strength is your mom thought you could be a lawyer. She thought you'd be a great lawyer. And I can tell by the way you talk, you probably would be a very good lawyer. Probably you probably been, yeah. would be great in sales, uh, probably very, very successful. What would you say your biggest strength as an entrepreneur, not as a person? What would you say? That's a good question. I think that, I guess it's a, it's a big answer. Um, I think that ultimately, you know, the thing that makes me, you know, gives me kind of the edge is just, just simple logic. Sometimes I put the time into TNH or really going to try to make this successful that it had to be all encompassing. I knew that, right? Um, not just a website. Not just what the whole company, you know, it was it was not just going to be a little watch shop, you know, I was going to make this a very serious business. I knew it needed to be my basically my entire life, right? You don't deviate, you don't you don't split your time. I have so many 
you know, colleagues that want to split their time, for instance, you know, they, you know, they say, okay, well, you know, XXX company, I sell padlocks. This is, this is my thing, right? I'm going to make this $10 million business. That being said, I also sell microphones. And if you want to, I have another company too. And I have this and I have that and I have this and I have that. Oh, and I, I play my softball league and all this stuff. Mm. And I say, Hey, listen, if you're happy with that, that's a wonderful thing. I'm so glad that you get to, you know, explore and all that stuff. But what is your goal? Right. And if, if their answer is, well, to build a really successful business, I'm like, nah, that, I don't think that's going to work, man. I'm sorry. I just, I just don't think so. Right. I just, and it's not genius. It's just common logic. You know, you've got to just focus on that one thing. If you want that one thing to be the, the golden, you know, egg, if you want whatever they call it, it's called the golden egg, the, the golden goose or whatever, you know, that, that was just, it was just such a simple kind of decision-making, you know, it was, it was, you know, never being too proud to abandon a tactic, right? When you abandon a tactic, it's, it's an admission of failure, right? I never cared about that. Couldn't care less. Um, uh, like accountability from in my team. So these are simple things. I, I, I had, I had a, a coffee with a guy on Friday night, someone that I think is, is my age. He's 24 years old. He's, he was so obviously more intelligent than I am. He was so obviously more experienced in technology and in the internet than I am. Social media influence, the whole bit. Um, and, and, you know, we both acknowledge cause it's the truth that I'm in a better position than he is. And the only re at the moment he could eclipse me in, in 10 minutes, you know, it's quite possible. That's the kind of guy he is. Um, but it was, it's just because of fairly, you know, simple decision-making, not selling the company because it's only two years old. And I don't think it's an anomaly yet right? Just simple things that so many of my competitors or, 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 you know, um, um, classmates or whatever just didn't do. They were so focused on all the mustard stuff, all like the really difficult questions that they forgot and didn't pay, you know, the due respect to like the most easy, obvious issues that they were facing. Hmm. <laughs> just imagine if he could figure that piece out. Right. If he could. It, but again, at 24, that's why I say you're an outlier there, because at your age, that generally it's it, you generally don't get that wisdom until, you know, life sets you back a few times. And then you're like, huh, I learned from this. Right. Well, what, what are you learning? Uh, you know, because it sounds like, oh, it's been nothing but success. Right. Theo and Harris. That's the name of the company. And it's Theo A.N.D. when you go into the website. Theo and Harris is incredibly successful. It must have been always easy and very successful. What have you learned and what are you continually learning? It's just so, I mean, so untrue. I know that you know that's untrue, but it's so untrue. I was basically mocked for this business mm. for the first two and a half years by everyone that came down the pike. When I, when I started the business, we were, we were in, we were in college and a lot of my friends were a little bit older and they started to get jobs and like that. And I remember one specific instance, and this was well, just one instance in a thousand, but one instance, um, that I was, I was out for drinks, uh, in some like Manhattan, you know, you know, like happy hour kind of thing. And, uh, with some people from, from a bank, right? from JP Morgan, and they were all interns or they were all just got their jobs or whatever. And, um, and good for them. It's, it's a wonderful thing. I would never, you know, I would never you know, belittle someone's, you know, someone's career, but obviously not a, not a risk taking position. Right. And I remember, you know, the, the girl that took me there was a great friend. She's still a great friend. And she was so proud of Theo and Harris. She was so proud of the company before I was proud of it. Right. And she introduced me to her friends. Oh my God, this is my friend Christian. We were friends for five years. Like he has this company. It's called Theo and Harris. Like he sells watches. And I remember this, everyone kind of giggled like, oh, what a jokester. Like, mm -hmm. oh, he sells watches. That's really cute. You know? And I remember one kid looked at me and was like, that's really cool, man. Like you have to follow your passion. Like, I wish I could follow my, and he's mocking me. You know, I wish I could follow my passion, but you know, like, you know, work's more important. And I was like, I'm going to 
knock you out and throw you off of this roof, right? <laughs> but that was that was the kind of the constant, you know, environment that you find yourself in, um, especially I guess East Coast culture. I don't know. It's not so maybe uh, it's not so conducive to entrepreneurship, or whatever. But um, whereas I heard the West Coast a little bit more accepting. But uh, but I just know that. Family holiday. I was like, oh, you're still selling watches? That's that's really – and they love – they were meant it nice. They weren't even being belittling. But it's humiliating. It's like, oh, God, I'm obviously wasting my time. But, um, you know, it didn't really become successful until, you know, two and a half years in and even then only moderately successful. You know, and then of course we ended up we ended up scaling. Once we hit a certain tipping point, we ended up scaling pretty quickly. But, um, but no, it was almost three years of pure humiliation. That, that tipping point. Can you, can you, can you identify, do you remember it? What, what tipped you over? I graduated college in, in May of 2016 and the company was, it was profitable from day one, just never, never considerably profitable. I mean, you know, not a lot of money, uh, not something that I could sustain my life on. And I didn't go to law school, was in a big, just brutal battle with my, with my family, my mom specifically. Um, and the company still didn't do anything important yet. It wasn't until the following October. So months later, five months later that, uh, that we had our first, you know, successful month where our profit was, um, considerably more than the average, you know, 20, 21 year old would, would be making. Um, and, and it was, it was just one month out of nowhere. September was a, was a fine month. September was like, Oh, okay. Like, you know, all right. And then October just blew up. That was it. We hit the tide. We were ready. We hit it right. And, um, and we just, we just made a lot of money. How many videos in were you at that point? Um, I guess it was two years of video or a year and three quarters, you know, something like that. So it was probably 300, 300 videos, 350 okay. There's a lesson. And each video is how long roughly? Six minutes, but it takes, it takes half an hour to record and it takes three hours to edit. Okay. So four four hours roughly yeah, I mean, times yeah. uh, 300 there there's the you know they, they always say it's 10,000 hours to master something there's the point right. so if so that's what you should measure yourself anybody who's thinking about doing this there's the number get your 300 videos in and then measure su- success don't measure five in 10 in 100 in it's 300 right. okay I love that right I think that's powerful 100%. When, when you think about the model that you have now right so it's three and a half years four years you have had incredible success uh, not easily. Do you think it's replicatable? Because I think that's what people are going to listen to this. And again, most people gravitate going towards these third channels, uh, these or, uh, these other channels, especially, you know, Amazon's a dominant place. Um, most of my listeners are going to sell on Amazon. And they're struggling because everybody else is selling on Amazon. They're not they're not standing out. The only way they can stand out is on price or they can try to take better pictures and they can put It's better... a race to the bottom. It's yeah, a race to the it bottom. Is. So do you think this is replicatable for somebody who sells picnic tables or uh, gazebos or, I don't know, car rims or the tires? The question is so simple and I'll ask them this. Like, is storytelling going anywhere? Hmm. Like, like that's, that's, it's that simple. Like, when did storytelling start? Right. Like the beginning of forever. I think Adam and Eve. And it's still like and it's still until today, it's the most powerful tool I think you can possibly have. So, no, it's not. Of course, it's replicatable. Of course it is. You know, is it hard? Yeah, it's really hard. And yeah, it takes a long time. And yes, the mediums are different and the tactics you need to use and the wages. Yes, it's always changing. It's always evolving. But, you know, the fundamental reality is 
if you can figure out a way to storytell about your product, and by the way, if you can't figure out a way, then you probably, I mean, you, you, you've got a problem. You've got a real issue if you can't tell the story of your product. Um, that it's gonna, it's just gonna work. That's it. Maybe you speak to people that, that are doing it. I mean, I don't know what everyone's like, but I can't tell you how many times people have shot me an email like, hey, Christian, like I've been a Theo and Harris fan for six months. It's really cool. Um, I may buy a watch from you one day. I would love to do that. But my wife, she's got this business. You know, could could we talk for 15 minutes? Yeah, like maybe, maybe you cool. can. And and like it's, I, I, I happen to help. I, I, I do that. But let's say even if I if one person didn't like you email six, 20, 30 people, you're going to tell me five won't get on the phone. You're going to tell me five small business owners are not going to get off, get on the phone with someone who has already expressed that they're that they're a fan. You know what I mean? Like it's, you have so many people around you that you can that you can talk to and learn from. I don't think there's really an excuse if you can't learn how to storytell in 2019. I think it's great. So you don't sell watches. You sell what? Oh, we, we, we sell – we sell. We really sell Theo and Harris. It's an, entire, okay. it's an entire thing. I mean it's an entire, it's an entire brand. I mean now our, our revenue is so diversified. We, we have, we have the, the retail store um, which you know, sells vintage watches. We have an entire media business now um, which will you know, probably do north of half a million dollars in, uh, in 2019. Um, where and we're that's helping other brands? It's it's yeah, exactly right. It's, it's partnering with brands that we think that our audience will love, um, and of course those brands pay us for that exposure. Um, and now we're basically starting a kind of a kind of a, a fund in a way. Um, I've partnered with a couple of with a couple of you know high net worth clients that are investing in in watches, and uh, and I'm guiding you know their investments. So it's it's a pretty dynamic business. Um, and it's only because at no point did we ever look at any opportunity and say, no, no, that's stupid. Like, no, mm. you just listen to it. Like, maybe it's a good idea. You know, it, I don't, it may, it might suck, but if, what does it take 30 minutes to think about it? You know what I mean? All right. I want to get my last question in, which is the one I always ask. But before then, I want to make sure people, if they have questions that they can follow up with you, what's the best way to get in touch with you? Shoot me an email, uh, info at Theo and Harris dot com. Um, so, you know, uh, we're happy to help. Basically, I mean, if six hundred people email me, I'm going to be a problem. But uh, I'm more than happy to help uh, anybody or to, or to help them with a watch, help them with business. Um, I can't give you a, a, a ton of time, as, as a, you couldn't give a thousand people a ton of time either. No one could. Um, but but I'd love to to do what I can. I love the story. I, I, you know, it's funny as again, again, I guess we'll go back to the beginning. I sit back and I think about what kind of twenty four year old you know, who, you know, doesn't have all this tremendous experience and this and that, teach us. And this has been almost an hour of nothing but instruction, uh, learning instruction, because today's marketplace is so different. And yet you guys have figured it out and you're willing to keep investing and keep learning. And I think it's just so powerful. Um, so, you know, my last question, and I, I always get, you know, so how do I get people unstuck? I think I want to ask it a little bit different because I think, you know, People are selling on these other channels and they want to step off. They want to create this brand. They want to move on to their own. Can you give us one, two, three steps again? And I know you've already addressed quite a bit, of it, but you can concise three steps that somebody can take to start building their brand for their product, whatever their product that hopefully they're passionate about. I, 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 I hate to say it. I mean, it's the answer is so it's it's one it's one of those just do it things. It really is. I mean, you know that Instagram's a real tool. You know that Facebook's a real tool. You know that YouTube's a real tool. Look at those three tools. Say how how 
which of these three, LinkedIn as well, that's four, which of these tools, if you really understand them, and, and if you don't understand them, then do a little bit of research, which of these tools will work best for my business, right? In watches, it happens that they're, you know, obviously they're, 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 you know, luxury items that you can fit into a photo well. So Instagram is very conducive, right? If you are, if you're going to be doing, um, you know, if you're be selling books, it's not so much, right? Books and Instagram, I'm sure it'll work. It can work. Um, but it's not as sexy, right? Maybe books would do a lot better on Facebook. That's kind of what I'm saying. Figure out the, so the single social medium that lends itself best to your product and start there. And when I say start, I don't mean a little bit here and a little bit there. I mean really go. Make a very serious commitment to do this for one year. Okay. And if you if you cannot do that, then I think that you should just stay on Amazon and whatever, because you then don't then don't even don't even go there. Um, if you can't commit yourself for a year, I can almost guarantee you that you will start to see success right? Come in over the course of really the first six months. I think you'd be surprised how much happens in the first three months. Okay. But by the point of one year, you will look and you will know that this is too successful to turn your back on and you will continue doing it. So find the social medium, dedicate the time. And then as you, now you have more, you have more time. Obviously this is nothing on your plate, right? Then you double down on another social medium. Then you say, okay, Facebook really, really worked for me. Let's go on Instagram because we're missing clients. Let's go find them there. But focus on one thing. That's my best advice. And master it. And then, I, you know, I heard this earlier in your message, and then take some of that money that you are making additionally and invest in other people that can really help and support you. 100%. Love I mean, love it. I mean, you know, that's it. Like, what do you, what else do you need? Like, pay, pay for whatever you need to pay for, and that's it. I mean, you know, <laughs> that's it. Like, everything else has to go back into the business, guys. If you, you know, like, you know, what does Gary say? Like, cash is the oxygen. If you don't have it, that you're screwed, man. Christian, Unbelievable. I love the story. I love that, you know, again, your parents are proud of you for figuring this stuff out. Way more important than the, any any sales dollars you ever hit. I mean, I'm telling you, that's a legacy change right there. That's somebody, that's a family who's done it right. And so, man, as a dad, I'm proud. So, and I thank you nothing, or I wish you nothing but success. I thank you so much. Take care. Thank you so much for having me on. Man, what a great guy. Uh, as a dad, again, man, I'd be so proud of that uh, guy because... He learned, he learned more than money. Oh, I get the chills thinking about it. That's what you want. That's the legacy that you, as a parent, should leave your children. You know, teach them about life. Teach them how to fish, as they say, right? You've, you've given them skills, life skills, and he clearly has uh, made the best of them. Um, now, making PowerPoints at 11, I'm not that guy. But I wish I was, and look at how successful he's been. So, again, four-year hockey stick, right? Keep that in mind. He'd tell you, it took a long time. He's made a zillion mistakes, but he worked his way through them. You, too, can do that. So reach out to him if you have a question. Reach out to me if I can help you in any way. Ecommercemomentum.com, ecommercemomentum.com. Take care. Thanks for listening to the E-Commerce Momentum Podcast. All the links mentioned today can be found at ecommercemomentum.com under this episode number. Please remember to subscribe and like us on iTunes.